Alrighty, folks, we're going to talk about uh, something pretty scary that Jamie Dimon said today. At least it's scary to me as somebody who was alive in the 70s. I remember the 1970s being a, a pretty terrible decade, at least in my family. Uh, you know, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad, uh, let's just say, was laid off a bunch. And uh, it was a time of high stress in our family. So Jamie Dimon Anna, came out and said that 2024 is setting up to be very much like the 70s. High inflation, low growth, high rates. And all I could say is yuck, 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 yuck. What do you think? Michael, I've been warning, and I'm not a doomer, right? I'm not. I'm I'm an optimist by nature. Um, and and I think I'm I'm pretty much gone from optimist to realist over time, <laughs> but I'm definitely not a pessimist or a gloomer. For I'm sure. like, there's opportunity and rainbows everywhere we look, and we can choose yep. to find them, right? But mm -hmm. I've been saying for about a year and a half now, I want to guess that I really think we're going to have a long era of stagflation. Yep. And that's yeah. basically what Jamie Dimon is talking about. It is low growth at the same time that we have higher interest rates. And it's very difficult to pull out of that. And so while we have had high GDP and blips of that for certain sectors. It's very similar. When you look at growth in GDP, it's very similar to what we see in the stock market. It's the magnificent seven, magnificent seven stocks that have really made the market go crazy when a lot of other stocks were really flat or down. The outliers can really skew things. And if you break down components of GDP, even in those quarters where it was high, there are many, many, many components of GDP that were flat and some negative, although one or two like government spending will float the number and make it really high. So when you look at the the nuance of the numbers that we get like GDP and inflation, when you just look at the main number, you think, okay, we're all right. But when you look at the new the details underlying both GDP and inflation, you see that some areas are more sticky and may keep things from getting back to this, you know, golden scenario of a soft landing. Now, I will say, I will admit that the last year has humbled me because I thought we were going into a deep recession faster than what we have. Um, I thought inflation would stay higher longer than it has, and it hasn't. You know, we've had so much liquidity in our system and money pumped into the system, both in households and corporations and with high leverage, you know, low interest rate debt for so long that that's making us fundamentally stronger because there is still liquidity. Now that's running out. And so as that runs out, um, I think you do start to see inflation starting to come down. We're already seeing it, but getting from three down to two is going to take longer, in my opinion, than it did to get from six to three, because the, the last part is it's harder to kind of thread that needle and get it to where it needs to go. And there are components of inflation that remain sticky. So I am not in the camp that thinks the Fed has won completely. We're going to be back down to 2% by next year. And then everything's going to be rosy and they're going to have this, you know, miraculous soft landing. I do think that inflation is going to be sticky in certain areas that are beyond the Fed's control. And I do think that we're still seeing layoffs. We're seeing some of the largest number of corporate bankruptcies that we've seen since the financial crisis. 
A lot of small businesses are starting to falter. They're starting to say we're not making enough income to support the wage demand. They're starting to lay people off. And so that is going to bring down some growth. Um, So I think you're going to have inflation remain sticky, but on the right track. And I think you're going to see some growth come down. And, And that makes for kind of a stagflationary environment where it's not it's it's sideways. It's not great. It's not a crash, but it's just kind of flat yeah. and sideways, making it more difficult for the economy to really rebound and create, you know, the the wonder years of just a booming economy again. I think it's going to take some time. So I did not read all of Jamie Dimon's article, but but I agree fundamentally that I think mm-hmm. we're in for a few years of flat and more like a stagflationary environment similar to late 70s, early, early 80s. Yeah, I mean, something I've said for well over a year now, and I think it actually, it, I've broadened out and I feel better about this, is we've seen two years, we've seen a decade of appreciation in two years. And yes, one of the results out of that is we could just crash and revert to the mean, i.e. go watch video in room two. It's not what I see coming. I just see the next three to five years being certainly in real estate, roughly speaking, sideways, certainly sideways when you adjust to inflation. Um, Because you got to give back, right? I, I, I believe in all of that. So but where I also agree now with Jamie Dimon more and more, because I bring I bring on a couple of stock guys, one on Sunday, Dan, and one on Monday, Taylor. Taylor's a 10-year Wall Street guy. And um, he's like, you can't have 13% earnings growth expectations and expect six rate cuts. It's like these can't, these don't go hand in hand. Right. Right. Yeah. So um Yeah, he's I like, think that yeah. there's oh go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, there, there's a book I read, and and I I'm not promoting this person because there's things that she said that I disagree as well. But um, she wrote a book called I think it's Permanent Distortion. Her name is Nomi Prince. It's a it's a really good book to read on audio, but it really talks about how so much of what we look at when we say we've got to get back to the fundamentals. It's important to stick to fundamentals, but so much of what we look at historical to say what lessons might we learn from history was under conditions that no longer exist today. There's so much financial manipulation by the Fed, by the Treasury, by, you know, big brokerages that own many of the stocks that, you know, buy and sell together and manipulate the markets, that we really have a a distorted economy that doesn't always react the way we think it will based on the fundamentals. So, you know, fundamentally, we say, okay, we had huge inflation. Um, It's coming down. It's going to cause, you know, major layoffs. It's going to cause a major recession. And that recession hasn't come. It's being pushed further and further out. And some of that's for lag effects, but some of that is because we have a distorted economy that is is manipulated by the Fed. That's all I can really say. Um, to our benefit, if we know how to play the game, right? To our detriment, if we don't. Um, but I, I think it's very difficult to make predictions in this economy because there's so many things that are different now that are not reacting the way that we would expect. Um And so things like you say, you know, so much of the stock market is not based on fundamentals. If you look at where we are on an earnings perspective and, and, you know, certain analysts think that, you know, we're just going to keep going up and we have, and it's like, I I can't explain why the stock market has gone up instead of down. It's all based on hopium and what they think every word out of the Fed at every Fed meeting. Um, But like you said, like, how can you say that 
you know, interest rates are going to come down. When interest rates come down, it's usually meaning that they're softening in the economy, which isn't good. When you have inflation, it's good for the stock market. And so now inflation's coming down. There's this expectation that interest rates will come down, but the markets are rallying. It doesn't make sense. It's it's, it's distorted. And so, you know, it, it has taught me over the last year that I can understand macro and micro, and I, I dig into it a lot as, as we talk and see what I think should happen based on history and based on how money normally works. But there are these lag effects that make things take longer to happen. I still think they're going to happen. I still think that we're heading more toward a recession than many people think and then the stock market thinks. Um, but it, it's it's lagging. It's taking longer. But we still have the same fundamental issues with you know lack of credit, huge national debt, um, people's savings running out, people defaulting on, you know, on commercial loans, on credit cards, on school loans, on auto payments, like the consumer is so, it, it is hurting and that will trickle into the economy. But again, one of the other distortions is that we have these huge wage gaps and those are just getting larger than what you and I even started talking about two years ago, where I know a lot of people, my tenants, you know, some of my tenants generally are above average income, but some are below average income. They're struggling to live check to check while numbers show, okay, great sales. They're racking up their credit card debt or they're working a second job where people like you and I that, that, you know, are in a different financial position to be able, we still go out to eat. We still travel. We still shop. So, you know, you've got this big disconnect and the haves are keeping the economy afloat and the market going. But I think something like 70% of households don't even have anything in the stock market. So their financial realistic picture is, is doomier than, you know, what the stock market shows. And so, you know, just bringing this all back, you know, I think it's, it's complicated. Um, but I think by and large for the average American, they're going to feel very stagnated. You know, everything's going to stay kind of flat. Um, prices are going to stay high. Wages are going to struggle to keep up. Um, we don't have a lot of growth in the economy and not a lot of options for growing GDP. And I think that that hopefully is where the Fed, regardless of who gets in the Fed and Congress and the president, regardless of who gets in office in, the, in our next election later this year, I hope that they focus on production and bringing things back to the United States to create growth. But while that will help us long term and, and create a booming economy again, if we do it, Michael, there's a decade runway to you know, all the costs that we have to spend to get all of that stuff up and running. And I think that that's going to keep profits low. Um, growth, you know, moderately growing and prices high um, because of, of the cost of doing all of this, the the reshoring, for example. So I, I agree. I think it's flat sideways. Um, and it's, it is quite frankly going to be harder for some investors to make big, fast money than it was over the last several years. Um, but if you're good and you're consistent and you just keep doing good deals, there's money to be made in every single market. So I'm not disappointed. I think we have to look at things with reality and say, it may be flat. We may have had a few golden years, but where can you find opportunity in the flatness? Because there's opportunity to find a good basis, a low price or create you know, financing structure that gives you the leverage to make a great deal in every single market. And we're going to come back every week on Wednesday to help people see what is possible. Anna, where can they find you? 
Great. You can find me on your show. You can find me at social media at Anna Kelly REI Mom. And if you're interested in coaching, consulting, or deal review, you can find me at AnnaKellyInvesting.com. Thank you so much.